Welcome to the 14th episode of the Front End Happy Hour. We have a special episode because we're recording at the React Rally Conference in Salt Lake City. Since we're attending the conference, we thought it'd be suiting to talk about attending conferences and what the benefits are. We'll invite attendees of the conference to come and join us and tell us what they like about conferences and why they attend. So let's go around quickly around the table and give a brief introduction of today's panelists. So I'm Ryan Anklum. I'm a senior software engineer at Netflix. Jem Young, senior software engineer at Netflix. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a UI engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we like to choose a keyword that if it's mentioned at all in the episode, we'll all take a drink. What did we decide today's episode the keyword was? It's going to be talks. Talks. So anytime we say the word talks, uh, we'll all take a drink. All right, let's get started. So I'm interested to hear even from both of you, why why attend conferences in the first place? Yeah, so for me, I think, you know, I do learn a lot at conferences, but I don't really learn anything outside of what I can find on blog posts. Um, but what I do take away from conferences is I get energized. And, you know, when, I'm, when I go home from a conference, I can't wait to get home and write some code and, and dig deeper into the things that I learned at a conference. So I think for me, it's mostly just coming away with enthusiasm to, to write code again. Yeah, I can buy that. I actually always like get really pumped up on someone showing something that maybe if it was even something that you were interested in, like looking into more, but it's like you're, you're there, you're listening. You're like, oh yeah, I really, it's like a reminder to like look into something or try something. I, I love that. And it's easy to get into a rut, right? In your day-to-day job, you're doing the same thing every day. And I've heard that said before, there's nothing you can get at a conference. You can't get off a blog post or just reading a GitHub, but yeah, just the inspiration, uh, the chance to bump into people and see what cool ideas they're working on. Um, networking is huge for me. Just you never know what person you're going to meet and like how they impact your future. So, and being at a JavaScript conference is a fantastic way just to kind of increase your network and learn new things. Yeah, conferences worked out pretty good for you last year, didn't they, Jem? Uh, they did. I was uh, hired from this very conference last yeah. year. So Brian Holt and uh, I met you there and we're like, oh man, we need this guy on our team. And yeah, not not too long after. And uh, I'll, I'll say this: what annoys me about com- conferences when people are clearly there for recruiting. It's like, oh, you're an engineer. Are you on the market by chance? And guess what? All companies are hiring for engineers. All companies are hiring. <laughs> but I'll say this, and this totally sounds like a Netflix plug because we're all from Netflix. But you, you two were not pushy whatsoever. I didn't even know you guys were interested in me. I was like, like, hey, like have a burger. I'm like, free food? Yeah, I'll always take free food and. In the end, I was like, these are cool guys. I'd work with them in the future. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like, few I think that later. was the thing is we didn't really like, it's not like we sought out and was like, oh, we got to go find people and recruit them. It was like, hey, that guy's great. Like, we should like talk to him more. And it was kind of like followed up with you after. So it wasn't like yeah, a planned thing where like we need to, you know, seek out someone. <laughs> <laughs> for me, what's interesting, though, is so I'm kind of a typical, I don't know if it's typical for engineer, but I'm definitely more of an introverted personality. And when we go to these conferences, you know, I try to be a little bit more extroverted um, and talk to more people. But by the end of the day, I am completely wiped. I am way more wiped out than any other situation after a conference just because of all those conversations and meeting new people and going against everything my internal are telling me, like, go hide in a corner. As an engineer, you're typically at your desk coding. And so you're not necessarily talking all the time. Are we missing the word talk here? Or is that Uh, not in the right context? Uh, Good one. How many times? I think just once. Cheers. Cheers. I I think the three of us have attended quite a few conferences. I'm interested to know, what are your favorite ones of all time? What are ones that you're 
you can think back to of like it was a really good conference. I really like React Rally. I mean, we're here now, second year yeah. in a row. I think it's fantastic. It's just you can tell the organizers who put this together really are passionate about it and they care about showing everybody a good time. And last year I was speaking at it and they sent me a handwritten note at the end, which is just like above and beyond. That's so cool. Like, just a thank you, you ever, note. Like, when you get handwritten notes ever? Oh, no, no. And I've been to like a few conferences where it's just clearly they're either in it for the money because not all conferences are nonprofit or they're in it for the notoriety. It's like, look at us. We're throwing a concert or a conference. Look how cool we are. But React Rally is like completely egoless and they're just... They want everybody to have a good time and learn something. And it, it comes through. Yeah, so definitely React Rally. And it's a lot of work. Yeah, maybe people make money for putting on conferences, but it's a lot of work. I'm sure it's not worth the amount of hours that people put in. They're doing it for because they want to. And yeah, and it does come across that as like both Matt and Jameson do a really good job of that. Totally. Yeah. So for me, I have two that stick out in my mind as far as my favorite conferences of all time. And one's probably going to date me a little bit. And it's... Adobe Max in 2004. Or no, it wasn't Adobe Max. I'm sorry. It was Macromedia Max <laughs> in 2004. Oh, and that was actually in Salt Lake City. And it was the first conference I ever went to. I didn't really know what to expect. And this is back when I was a Cold Fusion developer. So, <laughs> I mean, that goes way back. And yeah, you know, I, I went to that conference and I couldn't believe how much I learned from it and how much inspiration I got from it. So that one will always stick out just because it was my first and... I came away, came away from that with just so much energy and new ideas. And the other one is probably going to be uh, O'Reilly Fluent Conf. Uh, I think it was 2014, maybe 2013. I don't remember, but it was when I, I first 13, yeah. when I first learned about React. I saw, um, I think it was Pete Hunt yep. talk about it there. And obviously, I've just been kind of known to be in love with with the framework ever since then. So that that one sticks out because it's definitely shaped my career for since then yeah that was awesome actually you and i first met each other at that yeah that was which is really cool well um, i wasn't gonna say it but that's really why it was that was uh, why my it was favorite so because I, thanks, that's thanks, where thanks, i met ryan, ryan <laughs> so i think one of my favorite uh it will probably date me as well is uh it's called fitc it was originally called flash in the can so it was really focused around flash uh so yes that dates me a bit for writing flash but it was an awesome conference and it still is it's an amazing conference it's now just now that it's not focused on Flash, it's kind of focused on, you know, front end and JavaScript. And I, I remember there even being like design talks. Talk, Cheers. Talks. Cheers. There's a lot of good things to see and hear there. Uh, one thing that I always found was just how inspirational, like afterwards, I just all I wanted to do was go and code. And it was I think it was my first conference it was the very first time I went to it was when it was when it was called Flash in the Can. So really good one. It was in Toronto. Really loved it. I would like to actually attend it again and maybe even speak at it one time. I think that would be a good one to speak at. So Squad goals. Squad goals. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. We talked a lot about the like benefits to conferences and like attending them. What are some negatives? Like I, I, there is some negatives to it. So I'd be interested to know what you both think of that. Yeah. So I think one of the negatives for me is being a more introverted person and having to be at a conference and kind of flip that around and try to be a little bit more extroverted and talk to people at the end of the day, I am just completely exhausted. Like I have nothing left in the tank after a conference, especially when I'm meeting a lot of really cool people and, and having a lot of conversations. I'm just done after a conference. I, I'm totally with you on that. It's, it's weird. And it took me a long time to figure out what it was like, why am I so tired? Like I didn't physically do anything today, but if you're introverted talking to people and like interacting, like physically takes a toll on you. That's just proven 
fact, and a lot of engineers are introverted. So, but also, I think your day to day is your energy spent on coding, and so you're not, you know, you're not talking all the time. Like you'll you'll interact with other engineers and people on your team, but it's not a full day of talking and and also listening. You're sitting there listening. That's tiring. Is like trying to pay attention and everything like that too. I I'd also be interested to know is what about like we we kind of talked about networking. Is it good for conferences to try and like facilitate that and like force networking? What do you, what are your thoughts on those? I think it's a good idea. I historically just in my experience conferences that have some sort of social interaction feature do are a lot better because we're we're fine here at this conference because there's like 10 people from Netflix so you we all know each other but if you're here writing solo, as I was last year, I didn't know a single soul here in Utah or anywhere. And it was good to have networking because I met a lot of cool people that I just normally wouldn't have met. And I'm still friends with them today. Hell, I think we're hiring one of those people that I met last year. So I think it's good that conferences do that. And a special shout out to Scotland Jazz, where they did one of the best socials I've ever been to, which was a scotch tasting in scotland it was phenomenal that it was sounds one of, epic yeah that's it, amazing i said it's not even my birthday but it might as well be because this is like one of the best things i've ever done in my life and it was totally just non-committal you can come if you want to but met a lot of good friends there but i don't like if they're like hey make friends with the person next to you you know i don't want that force interaction but optional interaction i think is always good yeah i think that's the problem too is sometimes i think it can be a it can be a bad experience when it's forced on you right and it's like pushed too hard i think it's great for conferences to try and facilitate that but if it's really pushed on you i think that's a i find it hard to do make it completely optional at least if it's not optional and you force it for me i get a ton of anxiety going into that situation and that's going to actually have the complete opposite effect right instead of going out meeting people i'm just going to try to go find a corner to hide in because of all the anxiety of being forced upon this social situation that I'm not ready for. I feel like the networking isn't as good at that point either. Like I want it to just be natural. I don't want it to be forced upon. Like, yeah, there are times like when I actually do make a point, um, like Jem, you said about even that this conference, there's a bunch of us from Netflix. There's times when I'll just kind of wander off on my own and go talk to just random people because I want to hear about the work that they're doing and, you know, talk about some of the stuff that we're doing at Netflix and just kind of meet people. So there's times when I'll just kind of force myself to do it, but that's also my choice, but I don't want someone else forcing me to do that. Yeah. What do you, so going in that same vein, what are your thoughts about alcohol at conferences? Because I know it's very, it's a very polarizing topic. Ooh, that's a really good question. I feel that does help loosen you up to talk. Uh, I mean, we're a front end happy hour uh, podcast. And so I I do think, you know, it, it can maybe alienate people too. Oh, we missed yes. the talk. Yes. Cheers. We're getting slow at this. Yeah, I think anything alcohol related should be an extracurricular activity organized by attendees of the conference. It shouldn't be supported directly by the conference. I think that, like you said, it it would alienate people and... You know, if people want to drink, that's their choice, but they should have to go do that on their own, separate separate from the conference. Well, I mean, I've been at conferences where the like there's companies that will have like host after parties and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's completely is that different. Bad? Like, no. To I me, I fine. think that's that's fine too. Is that's a completely optional I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think you can alienate people. So you just have to be aware of it and think about those things as, you know, being prepared as a conference, someone who's organizing it, they have to be aware of those things. Yeah, give uh, Scotland Jazz did it really well because they did um, whiskey jazz. They also did hike jazz. So it was like 
go on a oh, hike cool. or you can do the that's whiskey great. tasting but like you're not obligated to do either i'd want to do both yeah, i was gonna say i would want to do both though yeah. that would suck yeah I'd, i'll eat this guy because i'm such a terrible lazy person but i, I mean i, I would have chosen whiskey in, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Scotland. yeah yeah no that that's a good point i would probably that would have been my choice for sure what about like companies encouraging engineers to attend conferences what do you think Should, is that something that companies should be doing and encouraging their engineers to attend conferences yes <laughs> for sure i was um actually i was trying to remember that quote that went around the internet for a while ago i forgot what it was but the gist of the quote was you know what if i train my engineers and send them to conferences and they leave and the other guy said well what if you don't and they stay right that's a good quote that is really good like you're getting energized and you know making someone really learn something new outside of their job and so that could actually help them stay motivated at the company they're at yes they might meet someone at a conference that you know lures them away and is talking about some great work and new company that they can go to yeah that can happen at any point that can happen in an email that can happen on over linkedin it happens it's so i think if you're trying to avoid that as a company that's like a horrible idea and if you hold them back and they're on any sort of social media they're going to see people tweeting about the conference and they're going to want to go join a company that lets their employees go to those conferences i think there can be negatives though too where i feel if people are going to too many conferences and they're not necessarily i mean that takes away from their day-to-day job that's what you're hired for you're not hired to go to conferences same thing with speaking at them is I think there's a balance of being, I think they're great. And I I always encourage people on our team to attend them, speak at them. But I think there is times when it can become too much. So I think there's a balance of it too. I think even just, I always say like to engineers is like, you should attend at least one conference a year. I think that to me is like bare minimum, you should at least go to one. And I I think if you're, if you're going to a conference and you're afraid your, your employees are going to leave for another company. Like that's just something bad about your company, not right that they're going to leave. You should make it so your company's attractive. And if they want to leave for a different career path, like they want to go work on in the medical field or something, like that's fine. Like yeah. that's nothing you can do about that. But if they're leaving because the engineers say their company are friendlier and just everything's better, well, you should look at your own company at that point. You should probably look at the whole culture and everything yeah. before worrying about that at that point. The three of us actually have all spoken at conferences. I'm interested to know who should be paying for that? Should it be your company paying for your like flights, hotels, everything like that? Or should the conference be paying for that? Hmm, that's tough. I, I'm going to say the conference should pay though. Yeah. Because I think that the general rule of Netflix um, speaking engagements is what is Netflix getting out of that of you going? So, and the same, same goes for the, the conference. Like what's the conference getting out of say Ryan Anklum speaking and they're getting something out of it because they accepted it for a reason. Right. So, the benefit mostly lies in the conference. I fully encourage everybody to speak at at least one meetup or conference. Like, I think it's just a good, it's a good soft skill to develop over your career, like public speaking, but. It's stressful, but it, yeah, it is a good It's thing. worth it in the yeah, end. Yeah, it is yeah. worth it. Yeah, it feels really good. And it also, I think it sparks a lot of really good conversations too. Because every time, I mean, I see it all the time is even if I'm not speaking, but there's been times where I've spoken at a conference and you get off stage and like people just swarm you with like, hey, I want to talk more about that or they have questions. And I think I've had some really good conversations with people like just because of that. I I think the conferences should definitely pay for speakers, especially a a for-profit conference. Um, You know, where the line gets great a little bit is the smaller conferences that aren't making 
money and really don't have the funds to pay for speakers. But, you know, at that point, should they really be a conference or, you know, it's kind of hard to, to draw that line of who should definitely be paying for it at that point. If you're charging people for tickets to go see people speak, that then that speaker should be compensated at least for their flight and the hotel, especially, or I guess, yeah, especially if they're flying there. I don't really care too much about receiving payment for that because it's, you know, it's challenging me. I mean, but it's a lot of work. It is like putting, making a talk. Cheers. I just said the word, uh, talk. cheers. It is good. And it's something that I enjoy doing and it's a lot of extra work, but I do feel that I shouldn't have to be paying for paying for that or anything like that. Now that we've shared some of our thoughts on conference, uh, let's go find uh, people around at React Rally and ask them what their thoughts are on conferences and kind of understand why they attend conferences. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, do you want to give us a brief in- introduction of yourself, what you do, and actually what your favorite happy hour beverage is? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. My name's Tasha. I am a software engineer at Alteryx in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I work with React and JavaScript primarily, work on a team that builds widgets for internal use um, within our product, Alteryx, check it out. Um, my favorite happy hour beverage would have to be either a Kolsch beer or a Old Fashioned, if I'm, if I'm feeling like, right on. like a cocktail. <laughs> so what, what, uh, why do you attend conferences? What are the benefits that you get out of conferences? I think that coming to conferences is really important to break up your normal day-to-day activity because you can become really stuck in, uh, you know, the stack that you've selected or maybe the technologies that you've chosen or the frameworks or libraries that you've chosen for testing and things like that. And it's really good to hear what other people are doing. Um, I just love the presentations that everyone gives so you can get some ideas to to take back with you, um, learn some best practices and meet some cool people too. Great. What was your favorite talk uh, this uh, React Rally? I mean, hearing from the Facebook guys, like how to build React is really sweet. Um, the, they kind of know something about React. Yeah, I just think. a little bit. Like, <laughs> I think they might know what they're talking about. Um, that one was really awesome today. They're all really great. Maybe next year I can I can join them or something. Yes, we need to see a Tasha talk. That would be good. <laughs> Where can people get in touch with you? Like on Twitter? What's your Twitter handler? I'm on Twitter at uh, Tasha Alfano. Um, and yeah, check me out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're here with Sumana, Quinn, and Ryan. You want to give a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, and what your favorite happy hour beverage is. Hi, my name is Simona. I work at Netflix. I'm a senior UI engineer. I work on the acquisition team. My favorite happy hour beverage would probably be coffee. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hi, my name is Quinn. I work at Northwest Mutual as a developer. This is my first conference, and uh, my favorite happy hour beverage would probably be Spotted Cow. Nice choice. Good call. Good call. Hi, I'm Ryan. I also work at Northwestern Mutual. I'm a front-end engineer. And uh, when it comes to happy hour, I prefer just a nice maker's mark on the rocks. Right on. Those good choice. All good choices. All three of you are t- attending the conference. Why do you come to conferences? What do you get out of it? What are the benefits? Uh, Quinn, I mean, you're being first conference. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. Yeah, so this is my first conference and um, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh I'd say my first takeaway is just meeting new people and uh, getting their their energy of uh, how excited they are about the technologies and um, 
kind of uh, re-energizing my interest in the, the technologies. Yeah, I agree. Like meeting new people and then learning a lot of new stuff and kind of getting away with the routine that you do every day. So. Yeah, and kind of to add to that, so Northwestern Mutual is a 150-plus-year-old company. It's very old. It's fun to see new and fresh perspectives, you know, whether it's inside of work, outside of work, just seeing people in the industry, the way you interact, deal with technology, deal with the life with inside work. It's fun to just get a fresh perspective. Which, uh, since we're at React Rally, what all did you like the best about this conference? I'll start. Yeah, um, since I, we're fairly new to React, we have we're switching over some applications right now. But I'm fairly new to it. There was one on uh, the common mistakes that you make when switching over to React. So that that would probably be my favorite. Yeah, that was a good talk. I mean, I nodded my head at a lot of those things because when we started implementing it, we made a lot of the same same mistakes too. And we still do make mistakes. I feel like it's still such one that you learn from. Yeah, I agree with that. Like when we ported over all our pages, we were using React for the first time as well. So we made a lot of mistakes on registration. So we learned a lot of that on on the next page that we worked on. So, yeah. Yeah. And myself, I like hearing other people's struggles, scenarios, success stories, uh, technology that adds on to React that... You know, unless you're not completely immersed in the technology, you, you don't readily hear about it. And it's fun to, to see those perspectives and learn about it. Yeah, that's something we kind of take advantage or take for granted in Silicon Valley too, right? We get all this stuff constantly coming at us. But if you're not in that kind of situation all the time, you have to kind of reach out to get, get a lot of that stuff. Well, like we even talk about it as like you hear it in coffee shops. Like you'll, you know, like you you always hear that. You'll probably hear more like finance and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, we'll, you walk into a coffee shop and you hear the word JavaScript, React, and all, like you hear it all. So it's, it's interesting. Thank you, all three of you, for uh, joining us. Where can people find you on Twitter? Or... Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I just rejoined yesterday. So it's uh, Sumana underscore Mohan. I mean, I'm still working on the Twitter thing. I kind of have an old account, but on GitHub, uh, very little contribution, but Waki, W-A-C-H-I-E at Git, on GitHub. Awesome. I think it's our first GitHub reference on here. Nice. Yeah, I'd say I only have GitHub right now, and it's AQ Daniels uh, right now. It's like Ryan, I'm uh, just getting started there. Definitely get on Twitter because it's kind of like almost like a conference coming at you all the time. People are always tweeting new technologies and things that's like that. That's kind of where my feed is always like yep. new yeah, technology. I, I read Twitter. I, I'm not a contributor and uh, I, I have just a not right account yet. So I'm working on like a tech focused uh, Twitter account. So it's, that's good advice, guys. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Will. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Henry, you want to give start the introductions? Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Henry Zhu. Uh, I work at Behance doing JavaScript and also work on Babel and other open source projects in my free time. Hi everyone, my name is Hani. Um, I'm on the front end recruiting team here at Facebook. Uh, my favorite beverage is matcha tea latte. Hi, I'm Brian Tice. I'm a front end developer for Chartbeat uh, in New York. And uh, let's see, favorite beverage, probably I, I'd have to say a uh, Manhattan. I'm a pretty big fan of Manhattan yep. with uh, uh, Knob Creek. Um, hello, my name is Albert Toledo. Uh, I'm a front-end engineer at Chartbeat also. And the favorite beverage, I guess it changes depending on the time, but since I moved to Brooklyn, I'm really into cold brew. Nice. So. nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, there's some good choices there for sure in Brooklyn. Uh, so since we're attending React Rally, we're asking everyone, 
why do you attend conferences? What are the benefits you get out of it? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll start. Uh, I actually haven't been to that many conferences, so I've only been to the last JSConf and this. Um, I think it's a good way to just meet people and a lot of people that you know online through like Twitter and open source and then like finally meeting them in real life. So it's a good opportunity to just yeah, meet people and learn more about uh, React or whatever conference you're at. So this is actually my first conference as well. Um, it's really interesting as a recruiter to be at a conference, and it's just it, just amazing the the community behind React and how how much it's grown. I've been on the team for almost three years now, so it's just it's just amazing to see um, a technology that Facebook created and um, just meet developers from different companies and what they're working on. That's awesome. Yeah. So have you had a chance to check out our, our recruiting episode yet? No, I have yes. not. So we, we do have an episode uh, that we had actually two Netflix recruiters on and we talked about like recruiting for engineers and like kind of, it was, it was interesting. It was good to hear their perspective too. So yeah. Definitely check that out. I'd love to hear what you think of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as far as for conferences, I, I think one of the most interesting things to me is with something that's as young as uh, like React you kind of have this acknowledgement of that nobody in this is an expert. You have people that have built the, the platform and things like that, but like even in those situations, it's only been around for a year and it's constantly evolving. So it's this acknowledgement of like, we're all in this together, kind of learning something new. And that's like, it's a really cool experience uh, to be able to be in a conference like that. So Yeah, I kind of agree with everybody else here. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've been out of college for one year and this is my only like front-end or even more like industry-focused conference. I used to go to a bunch of like research conferences when I was in school and this is definitely so much more fun and more practical and more humorous environment. <laughs> That's great. And, and you finding you learning from it then too at that point? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm learning a lot and I mean, I learned a lot in the research conferences yeah. too, but this is so much more like I'm going to live in the middle of the talk and go and build something because like I just want to do the thing I just saw. That's great. Yeah. No, it always gets me hyped up to try <laughs> new technologies. Yeah, uh, inspiration came up a lot when we were discussing this earlier. Yeah. Just get inspired by conferences. I'm interested too, is like we're all from different companies. Like how, how do your companies feel about conferences? Do they encourage it? Or is it like you're allowed to go one or two a year? Or like how does it work at each of the com uh, companies? So at Chartbeat, we have a allowance for one conference a year um, and it's pretty encouraged. And I, I mean, there's no, nothing against you going to more conferences um, as long as you pay for it or you submit a talk and you get it for free. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the the interesting thing there is, is being able to... Uh, be able to get time off and like have the encouragement of trying to learn new things or, or participate more in this type of kind of open source culture that's very highly encouraged. Uh, and then the, of course, we have the benefit of actually having one paid for per year. And then also if there's stuff that's happening locally in New York, then that's also encouraged. And of course, it's a lot cheaper to be able to do that. So it's more likely that those things will get funded then as well. So or and there's also been cases in local things where Chartbeat will chip in for the conference as well, be a sponsor for things. So yeah, that's always a nice benefit. Yeah, that is actually nice. And it's, I, I even like the local idea because it's always like better. It's like less time investment, less expense. Yeah, Sure, right. Yeah, I mean, within Facebook, as you may know, open source is a big part of our culture. So it's definitely very encouraged within engineering to, to go out, go to conferences if you're passionate about speaking, you know, getting involved in, in doing a presentation. Uh, within recruiting, uh, we usually go to two a year. 
and it varies just depending on what our team is interested in. But it's it's always exciting to to uh, meet people, and also it's uh, it's always in a different city, so it's, a, great, it's yes. a really great way to travel. Um, yeah, but we also host a lot of local tech talks, which is nice as well. Which we attend very often. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess too. Do you find yourself going to mainly like technical conferences or even some recruiting ones? Uh, we so within recruiting, we do have a internal conference once a year, yeah. but I, I don't go to any external ones. No, Henry. Uh, yeah, so Behance is a uh, part of Adobe, and we also have a um, one free conference a year. And also, I think uh, if you get selected to be a speaker, then if they don't cover the cost, they'll cover the cost for you as well. So. Yeah, that's nice. Speaking is always good. Yeah. Like if you can get it covered, <laughs> that's always good. Thank you all for uh, joining us. Really appreciate you giving your input on conferences. Where can people get in touch with you? Like Twitter, Facebook, GitHub? Yeah. So on Twitter, I'm left underscore pad. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, always, always gets a few laughs. And then I'm HZOO on GitHub. Great. I have a Twitter handle. It's at Hania here. So H-A-N-I-A-H-I-R. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, but I don't, I haven't been using Twitter too much anymore. But uh, uh, so it's Brian Tice 99. That's, uh, yeah, one of those kind of Twitter handles. Anyhow, uh, I'm also in GitHub and I've made some contributions to the AMP project and things like that. So you can kind of see some of the stuff that, like how some of our analytics stuff works at Chartbeat based on how the, the code that we did in AMP, which is a, a public um, open source thing. So you can check me out on there. It's just under Bry Tice, B-R-I-T-I-C-E on uh, GitHub. So yeah, you can check out some of that stuff then as well. Great. Thanks. I also don't really use Twitter that much, but I'm trying to get become more active. And it's Toledo Albert, T-O-L-E-D-O-A-L-B-E-R-T. And I used to have the same GitHub username, but I got locked out because of two-factor authentication. And after I went swimming with my phone in my pocket, um, <laughs> Uh, so I have Albert Toledo. You, you should be like messaging GitHub. Be like, come on. Yeah, I actually did. Uh, I need to wait six months before I can get um, <laughs> my account back. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all. Yeah. It's Honey, by the way. I'm also on LinkedIn. <laughs> Which is important <laughs> <Yeah>. as <laughs> As well as Facebook. Great. Yeah, I, I kind of figured you were on Facebook at least. Yeah. That would, that would yeah, make sense. Yeah, so find me either way. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you all. Cool. Thank you. As we wrap up today's episode, we like to share pics of things that we like and have found interesting to share. Let's go around the table and share pics for uh, this episode. Jem, what do you have for us? Yeah, my first pick is a music pick. It's Tron Legacy soundtrack reconfigured. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but Tron Legacy soundtrack was originally done by Daft Punk. They're actually in the movie. Uh, you can see them. So the the original soundtrack is great. The reconfigured soundtrack is better because it's it's um, done by like so many famous electronic artists, and it's just fantastic coding music. It's one of my uh, get down and just code picks. Uh, my next pick is not really software related. It's just funny. Um, Emojipedia.org. <laughs> uh, if you go there, it'll tell you the history of every emoji and it'll show you what every emoji looks like on Throughout different platforms. Time. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So I picked Pile of Poo because that's just a common emoji yeah. and it looks radically different on like every single platform. It's funny. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. I didn't do any serious picks this week. No, that's <laughs> a good one. I like that. Ryan, what do you have? So my first pick is also a music pick, um, and it's the song You and Me, the Flume remix by Disclosure. 
I, I've always loved this song, but I've recently been reminded of it because of a, a Netflix original movie we have coming out called XOXO. I think it comes out tomorrow. Yes, and it's um, it's a it's a pretty light movie. Uh, it's, it's centered around the EDM scene. Yeah, it's it's not the greatest movie ever made, but it's entertaining. And if you like EDM music, it's it's pretty good. And my second pick is it might be coming out of completely out of left field here, but it's um, Zamst Z A M S T. And they're knee braces and totally left, field. <laughs> left field, but so I, I've got a, a long history of knee injuries. I've actually torn both of my ACLs. Um, and because of that, I have some pretty serious arthritis in my left knee. And I'm also a runner and those two things really don't go well together. Um, and I've, I've just started using one of their knee braces and it's actually done a really, really good job of limiting the pain in my left knee after a run. So um, it's actually changed my life for the better, so I decided to make it a pick. Nice. No, it's a good one. Now I, I feel like bad it. for laughing. Yeah, why are you laughing at me, man? I'm in pain here. <laughs> for my picks for this episode, first off, I, I kind of owe Brian Holt some credit for this one. He is the V-Moda M100 headphones, and I was in the market for new ones, and I just purchased them and because he had said that how good they were. I love them. I've been using them for the past couple weeks now, and just the sound quality on them is great. You do actually have to buy the extra padding for the or different padding for the headphone covers, the earpieces, the bigger size, the XL ones are like a lot more comfortable, but all in all, great headphones, really enjoy them. And then my second pick, it's a it is a music pick. It's something it's actually a live video or well, it's not live or it was live when Deadmos was recording it, but he put together a cover of stranger things intro music which is so badass i'm really excited for the actual track to be done and released because that's going to be really cool i mean i think that was one of my picks a few episodes ago stranger things such a good show and i love that intro music so i'm really excited to actually see that released it's so popular i've been just asking people here at the conference like oh what's your favorite netflix show it was like oh what's that one with the the girl and she's magic and i'm like stranger thing they're like yeah everybody has said it's so good i think it appeals to so many people too which is really cool it's like it's a little bit of sci-fi but not too extreme i love it yeah it's a good one i want to thank everyone who was a guest today on our episode and who's uh, able to talk to us and tell us about their experiences at a conference uh we hope everyone had a great time at react rally we all did so that that's great Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Make sure to rate us on iTunes and Google Play and subscribe to the Front End Happy Hour uh, podcast on whatever podcast catcher you're using. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, don't forget to send us tweets. We do all this on our own free time. So those tweets that saying like, hey, we love your episode really motivate us. And we always like send those out to everybody once they come in. So yeah, all, everybody that tweets us or sends us emails. We really appreciate it. That's why we keep doing this is people keep giving us positive feedback. We're getting better and we're going to keep continuing to grow. So love it. Yep. Good tweets. Give me the tingles just like the uh, shuttle launch from last week. <laughs>